because a lot of people are like, what's my purpose? What my, what's my purpose? It is attached to God's promise. And if you don't know God's promise, which is in his word, there's over 7,000 plus promises for his children in that word. So the purpose is attached to promise. And, you know, you just said it too. Uh, the enemy is out here to pervert. So God has a promise. The enemy's out here to pervert that promise all throughout your life, all throughout the days. So it's up to us to test everything against scripture. And the Bible doesn't, it, it doesn't say, you know, to, to read, to show thyself approved unto God. It's just to study. Alrighty, thank you so much for coming through the King Legend Talks. We got the one and only RC Simon in the building today. How are you doing, my brother? What's up, bro? So uh, blessed today. What's going on? <laughs> Man, it's just an honor to have you here. We got a lot to talk about. Um, I've been seeing you on social media for starters, and I got to say, thank you for what you do, bro. Like just being a vessel for the Lord is such a big deal. And I always like to say that to people because you know as much as god wants to use people in this world man it still requires a agreement on our part to do what we're supposed to do it requires us to answer that call and so i just wanted to say thank you for answering that call so that way you can be used as a vessel to minister to so many other people amen amen I appreciate you, bro, and uh, thanks for reaching out. I actually uh, saw your uh, testimony, too, on what even got you to launch the pod and, and everything. And, bro, I was uh, I was like, what? He's asking me with all these people he's connected with. I was like, praise God. Yeah, praise man. God for what he can do. <laughs> it's just a blessing, you know, to God be all the glory. Man, neither of us would be here if it wasn't for him. So um, I really want to tap into your testimony. You know, uh, like I said, when I came across your your Instagram, I love all of your content. I love what you're pushing out there. And so I said, man, there's probably a lot of people that want to know more about him. So <laughs> I said, Let's go. we're going to take advantage of the opportunity today to get to know a little bit more about you and what drives you to be so passionate about what you do. So uh, for starters, where were you born? Where were you raised at? Just give us a little brief background about yourself. Yeah, born and raised San Diego, California, uh, majority of my life. And I mean, I'm in Vegas now, last five years of my life. Um, I'm 30 now, so I just hit, you know, we're, we're going for it. Yeah, yeah. I'm going into the, the Jesus season, you know, <laughs> launching that Jesus ministry. <laughs> I heard that. So um, you're in Vegas now, been there for the last five years. Um, mm -hmm. I know you got saved summer 2017, correct? So, yeah. so as far as, getting saved man let's let's get right to the let's get right to the point here when it comes to you getting saved what was it about that moment in your life you know that really made you have a heart change to believe yeah you know mine was a, is a little bit different because i was uh, i just came back i actually was into like the whole tony robbins movement and all those like uh, new age new age type of teachers you know mm -hmm. and i ended up uh coming back from like a trip from fiji so I, I paid like this, it was like 10 grand to go for like one whole year of all his stuff. You know, he buy that ticket and, and, um, I was still kind of feeling depressed afterwards. And then I, I reached out to a, a, like a family member reached out to me and I told him all the great stuff I'm learning. 
And it was like a three hour call. Long story short, they asked me, it's like, oh, by the way, have you ever received Jesus as like your personal Lord and Savior? And I was like, not really. And mm-hmm. they're like, well, do you want to? And I was like, yeah, I'm open to know about more about God. So it was just kind of like a very like easy or simple nonchalant conversation. And then from there, you know, I, I think the seed was planted, but it, it wasn't a full surrender for me. I was still drinking. I was still smoking that first year, but something was stirring up. And then I ended up coming to Vegas every few months after that encounter. And that whole year, something kept drawing me back uh, to my family member's church. I heard I heard a, a preacher in person and I was like, what? That's like motivational, but it's it, it lifts me up. Right. And um, a year later in 2018 is when I got baptized uh, by water and the rest was kind of history from that. That's when I fully said, you know what? I'm dropping everything, the smoking, the the drinking, I'm dropping everything. And I, I really want to know more about God in the Bible. And that was it. <laughs> wow. So so let's talk about the drinking and the smoking. And I don't want to stay here too long, but the reason I like mm-hmm. to talk about it is because our testimony is what usually helps other people get through whatever they're dealing with. And so when it comes to the drinking and the smoking, first of all, what was it about it that made you say, I don't need to be doing this no more? Like as a new believer, you come in. First of all, you like you hear about this Jesus, this Jesus, this Jesus person, and you're like, okay, what? What am I supposed to do next? And then it's like people are giving you all these different types of answers. You really do have to have a solid foundation because you can get information from everybody, and it's like, what? Well, who do I listen to? And then that's where that relationship comes into play, where you actually have to really get to know who Jesus is. So. For you, what was it like when you was going through that process of elimination, so to speak? Like, okay, can I drink? Can I smoke? What is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, um, just kind of going from, you know what, I'm dropping everything. And the, the biggest reason was, like, I decided to, like, leave everything in, in L.A. I was in L.A. at that time working at a job. That's when I, I if, you, if anyone knows, like, Ty Lopez, I worked with him for a handful of years. That's how I learned, like, a lot of business, the whole online space. And I dropped that, put in my two weeks. I was a sales manager there. So it was, it was good. Like I had a lot of influence, but I, I moved to Vegas and I, I, sh- you know, I said, you know what, this, as soon as I moved to Vegas, I, I'm going to be serving in ministry and I can't be telling people, uh, you know, don't smoke, don't drink if I'm still doing it. And that's really what convicted me. I, I really believe the Holy Spirit convicted me to, and it was hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I remember like going to a barber shop because, you know, the barber I'm at, uh, people coming in smelling like it and I get tempted like three, four months in. So it was hard. It, w- it was a hard decision. Cause I was a dude that would be pretty much smoking every day. A vape. You got, you got it. You got the pen every day from like, I graduated high school till 25. <laughs> wow. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it was, it was a hard decision to make, but it was like, I want to lead more people to Christ and I want to lead people. I can't p- be telling people I'm a minister and, you know, smoke, it's, it's kind of like, hey, you, you you say you hear from God, but you're still holding hand, hands with the devil. Mm-hmm. I couldn't do that. <laughs> so you didn't want to be a hypocrite and you, you felt convicted in your heart to make that yeah. change because you understood that you were serving a big purpose now with your, with your walk. And we're like, in other words, kind of like representations of Jesus Christ. And so while you're telling other people, hey, you shouldn't be doing that in the back of your mind, you're like, uh, I shouldn't be doing it either. <laughs> <laughs> so you had that conviction at your heart and that's big because conviction is important. You know, a lot of people take conviction, like it's such a bad thing. Well, conviction is good. You know, um, some people want to figure out like, okay, how do I know if I'm saying, well, do you feel convicted when you sin? Amen. Because that's the Amen. difference. 
Because when you're living in sin and when you're a slave to sin, you don't feel conviction when you make mistakes. When you you don't Mm -hmm. feel conviction when you do things that's not of God, when you're living as a slave to sin. And so when you really do make that heart change, and it really has to be a heart change. And I always say that because you can mentally change, but if your heart don't change, it doesn't mean anything. You know what I'm saying? Um, So you got to believe with your whole heart. And so when it comes to that, it's really important to understand those convictions are for your own good. And um, that Holy Spirit is like that confirmation on top of that conviction where it's like, (laughs) now I got to listen. I'm telling you no, and I can't do that, (laughs) you know. um, So that's huge, man. I really appreciate that. So I, I saw a post that you made where it was about pretty much leaving dysfunctional people, you know, separating yourself from them. Uh, when it comes to that. Now, in your post, I was wondering, are you talking about for just a season or just mm-hmm. all together as a whole when it comes to those people that want to open up those old wounds because they love the mm-hmm. person that, that you used to be when it comes mm-hmm. to your walk? Yeah. You know, I've been I've been around this a lot this like past year of my life uh, about like, you know, discerning dysfunction. And it's a great question because people will be like, you can't just leave lost people. You can't just leave hurt people. We're called to be the light. We're called to be the salt. And the whole point of it is knowing when somebody in your life is expired for that season and understanding like, hey, are they going to help me with my spiritual growth? Usually if they're hindering my spiritual growth, they're not a in-season type of relationship. And I talk a lot about, you know, like users, abusers, takers, sharks. Sharks love blood. Mm-hmm. So when they sniff it, and they see the wound, they see that, hey, yo, this person's hurt. They're going to feed off of it. So there's there's knowing when to love people from a distance. And there's knowing when when some people in your life are just not going to help with your spiritual growth. And a lot of people don't realize that a, a lot of stuff that hinders them from like their growth with Christ, with the Lord, is their influence. It's their relationships. It's the people around them. And I always, I, I firmly believe that whatever God removes in your life, he will replace with better things. And there's people that just knew you from your past. They will never understand it. And you might not be the person that's assigned to take them to Christ. I think so many people are so big on like my family, my relationships, you know, my unsaved loved ones. But what if you're not assigned? And what if you're assigned to someone who's going to get someone, get someone, get someone that eventually comes right back mm-hmm. to touching your unsaved loved one. So it's just kind of understanding that and knowing, you know, who's really here to help me and, and, and who's really here to, to hinder me when it comes to this based on where they're at. And come on. I mean, most of the people that we, we meet uh, today that we take to Christ, they never knew us in the past. They never knew who we were. Cause a lot of people gen, judge from the lens of, of like the, the, the flesh, right? Right. The natural man cannot discern the things of the spirit. Cause these things can only be spiritually discerned. Yeah. So, I, I yeah. agree with that 100%. Um, also, I just want to say, like, when I think about it, it's more like on a spiritual maturity level, too. You know, like Paul was addressing the church and he's like, some of y'all only ready for the milk. You know, so now all y'all ready for the meat of the word. And so oh, yeah. I, I think about that when it comes to a lot of people in those situations, because I do know there are some people that expect you to fall. You get what I'm saying? And yeah, then when it. you don't, yeah. it's like. Okay, now I'm just watching a watch. Hold on, let me see if this person <laughs> is really different. And then when you really show them, like, no, I genuinely had a heart change, you know, and they 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 really witnessed the change. They really seen how you used to be. They remember when you used to smoke. 
They remember when you used to drink. And then they and then they gave you this timeline in their head mentally, like, okay, you're gonna fall back. I'm just waiting. And then when yeah. it doesn't happen, it's like now they have to really ask themselves, well, what was it about him that really changed? The only difference was Jesus at the yeah. end of the day. And then when they recognize that Jesus, I find that if you keep yourself just a little bit, like you said, love from a distance. If you keep yourself loving from a distance, when it comes to that time and they do have those questions, you'll be the first person they call. Yeah. And that happens. Oh, yeah. That happens so many times because people end up be like, man, well, let me talk to this guy. I know he about faith. That's what <laughs> <laughs> I'm going through a crisis right now. I ain't got nobody else to call. Let me call this person. And, yeah. it, and it's all about that season. That's a big deal. Amen. So yeah. I, I definitely appreciate that that word being cl- clarified for me, man, because I had some questions about it. But I was like, yeah, I really I really feel what you're saying, because depending on who you are hanging with, they're going to become your influence. And when you're a baby, when you're spiritually a uh, spiritual infant, you got to still grow. You're not even able to hold your bottle yet. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? So it really is the yeah. process you go through. Um, when you're on this walk and, and that's such a big deal. Cause so many people overlook the process. You know, one of the things I've learned recently when it comes to growth, you know, the Bible tells us you'll know them by their fruit. Right. But then we mm-hmm. forget that it takes time for fruit to actually grow. We plant the seed, yeah. but the, there's a process to that growth. Just like you yeah. went through that process where you gave up the smoking and the drinking. It's still that process through that growth. And in that process, there is grace. And so we have to extend that to everybody, um, just like God gave us grace. And so I definitely feel you on that. Now, when it comes to social media, how do you use this as a ministry device to really reach people? Like what what made you say, all right, now I'm going to start making videos for God and I'm going to put this on my social media? Yeah. You know, it's funny because I try to be like that, that business guru. (laughs) (laughs) Teach people about marketing, funnels, you know, stuff that I, I could do and I still do today. And when you're following God, you just can't run away from God. You know what I mean? It's right. like you try to follow the Lord, but you can't run away from his calling. Um, and it was it was during that time where, like, everything was shutting down. And I, I went on a fast, uh, a 21-day fast. And I asked the Lord, like, hey, you know, there's a need for it. And I felt like this was a time. And at that time, like, even with our ministry, it was just, like, people leaving. Things are going not what I expected. I'm already like two years into ministry and, you know, a lot of un, un, unknown things. And that's when I just saw the online space where it's like, Lord, do you really want me to share a word? Cause I didn't want to be known as a preacher boy. Yeah. I didn't want to be the known as a dude with like faith. But again, it's like just trying to fit. We're not called to fit in, but to be set apart with like my thinking with how does God want to move? And then eventually I just started speaking things that like I'm learning in Bible studies and things that, I, that God's imparting upon me. And, People are, are like, dude, I like that stuff. Right. And I, I'll say I was a bit immature. I think about it. Um, or I, I was getting getting more mature. Like, I, I'm I'm a little bit more mature today, you know. But three years ago, bro, I'd be, like, rebuking people. Uh, like, yeah, you're celebrating Halloween. I'll rebuke you in Jesus' name, like, right on the talk, you know. And it's it was a humbling experience. And it was that process of just learning, like, okay, I, I need to be uh, – I need to represent God in the way that I was even uh, – uh, shared because if somebody rebuked me that I was still smoking my first year, I probably would have been hurt and probably said, I don't want to try this anymore. Right. So I'm kind of learning that balance, but that's really how it started. It just started with just sharing what was in my heart, phone talks, like on the, or on the, in the car, car talks on the phone and just putting it up and saying, you know what, I'm just going to share something. And 
Yeah. Your gifts make room for you. That's something that I, I've been learning a lot. It does, man. And that's a hard balance. I'm not going to lie. Cause when you think about it, it's like, it's like having information. Like, listen, I know what you're missing out on. You know what I'm saying? And I want you to know that so bad. And it's like, I see you going through this process and I know the answer. I know what you need, but at the same time, we have to get people to the place by using wisdom. That's why it's like being fishers of men. You got to really get them to that place where they have to understand why they need Jesus. You know, um, I love the way that Ray Comfort always puts it when it comes to like, you're a doctor and you got a patient, right? The patient has like a sickness and he's going to die. And you as a doctor know you have the cure, but you also have these x-rays that shows the patient needs this cure. Now you got two options. If you give the patient the cure, the patient can refuse it because they don't think they need it. Cause mentally a lot of people think they're healthy. Right. And so they reject the cure because they don't feel they need it. But as a doctor, if you give them the x-ray and you show them exactly why they need this cure, now they'd be more willing to take it because they understand that they're not as healthy as they think they are. And the essence is the way people think they're good. You know, when people think, oh, I make it to heaven because I'm good or God, uh, God knows my heart. Like your actions don't matter. You know, it's a it's a disconnect because people don't understand the sacrifice of the cross, you know. And when people talk about sin and they're like, oh, everyone's just sinning, sinning, sinning. Uh, nobody's perfect. I get all of that. But on the flip side of that, you have to ask yourself, did you have that heart change when you asked for repentance? Because a lot of people, they just say sorry. And they don't know the difference between saying sorry to somebody and repentance. Because if you say sorry, if I do something to you, bro, and I hurt your feelings, I'm like, my bad, bro. <laughs> my bad. How confident will you be that I won't do it again if I just said my bad? It's like, bro, I hear you, but my bad is like my bad until next time. But <laughs> when you say, bro, I really understand that I hurt your feelings and I know that really offended you and I genuinely apologize and I won't do it again. It has a different meaning because you can yeah. tell that it's sincere. And so when it happens is a lot of people, they, they say, sorry. Oh, I believe Jesus died on the cross and I know I'm a sinner. I repent of my sins, but they don't have that heart connection. So when they mm-hmm. repent, it's like just saying, I'm sorry. And so they yeah. continue to do it. So the key thing about repentance for everyone who's listening, it's not about saying, I'm sorry. It's about turning away from your sin. That's mm-hmm. the, that's the important piece of repentance. Like you can't yeah. skip over that. And the reason it has to be a heart change is because if you just say like, I'm sorry, you're just like, okay, until next time. You know, when I, if you genuinely hurt somebody, it's like this, a, a, a person is married and let's say this person steps out on their wife and they repent to their wife. They say, I apologize. It never happened again. And they genuinely mean, mean it. Okay. How hard or difficult should it be for someone who actually meant it to not step into that again? You get what I'm saying? It's going to be so many things that's going to convict you before you even can do it. You thinking about the person you actually love. And so you have to love Christ. I mean, to the best of your ability. Amen. That's what it really is. So for anyone struggling with sin, I need y'all to hear this. I need y'all to understand that if you're struggling with sin, 
ask yourself, how is your relationship with Jesus Christ? Because if your relationship is weak, the the pleasure of your sin will be greater than your relationship that you have with Christ only because you don't love him as much as you should. You have to get it to the point where the the what what is it? The pain of your sin becomes greater than your pleasure in doing that sin. And so that's what I need people to know. And prayer and fasting is key. And I love that you mentioned that about your story because that's one of the the things the devil don't want us to do. He don't want us to pray. He don't want us to fast. So from your perspective, brother, when it comes to that fasting and prayer in your walk, how impactful has it been for you? I was just going to say every time I have done like a serious like prayer and fast, I can attach it to, to a breakthrough God has done in my life, whatever type of breakthrough that is. And, you know, Isaiah 58 talks about fasting that is obedient to God because it's one to say I'm going to fast, but it's another to say I'm fasting to be obedient to God. And it's really trying to understand that. And honestly, and I'll be honest, like my years in ministry, I always looked at prayer, like, okay, it's prayer. Like we're praying all day. Like, why do we got to continue to pray? Why do we got to continue to fast? And then you get just so much more mature and deeper in your walk. And, you know, you, you're just sharing that it's, it's the same sense with like repentance and just knowing that there's power in actually obeying what God says and the instructions he's putting right in front of us. The hard part is executing on it. The hard part is trusting it through the process when it don't, it doesn't even look like it. But a lot of times when like, for example, like the social media, I didn't, you know, I think about it today and I just thought about this the other day. It's, it's hard to become somebody that gets a lot of people to see your stuff. Why you get threats, you get attacks, there's thoughts, there's nasty comments and you have to really be strong in God to be able to withstand these things and to, to really know who you are. And, you know, there's times where even in, in, in comment sections, and I tell people this all the time, it's like, you, you don't have to say nothing. You don't have to respond. The, the, what the, cause what the enemy does do when we're, yeah, we're fasted up, we're prayed up, but also it's, it's not just me always taking action. It's me just being still and knowing how to really just pray for somebody or just ignore when the devil's speaking through a comment section. And this yeah. is what the enemy does. If he can't take you out, He'll try to wear you out, wear you out by distracting you for a couple hours going back and forth with, you know, user one, two, three. And and then he'll drain you. So he'll distract you, but he'll also drain you because you're telling your side of the story. You're telling why you're a mighty man or a woman of God or you're telling them why you think. And it's just like it's it's this double attack from the enemy uh, knowing. So that's something I want to just share to people, because it's it's been something that even. Even myself, I'm like, do I still want to run with this mantle, Lord? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's so real what you say, man, because even now that you say that, um, you know, <laughs> I caught a lot of heat from the Jesse Lee Peterson interview, y'all. I did. I caught a lot of heat. And when he just said that, he really reminded me of what that is like to be distracted in the comment section. Um, mm-hmm. Because unfortunately, we got people that are so emotional they don't care about the truth and it's mm-hmm. about projecting their truth and what they believe. Even if you got a different level of understanding on this particular topic, uh, they would disregard all evidence just to get their point across. And so that can be a huge distraction for you. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, 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 I'm going to be honest I'm gonna be transparent. Y'all. I had somebody that was up here and I was, 
I got to the point where I was getting distracted and the spirit spoke to me. And really that that was a lesson I needed to learn because what I learned from that was a lot of people are fighting the wrong fight. Yep. We're all in, in this together. If you're a true believer in Jesus Christ, you're you're in this together. You're not by yourself. You're not alone. The Holy Spirit yeah. is with you. But the thing is, we're fighting the wrong fight. We're supposed yeah. to be fighting the fight of faith. But when you when you focus on what's happening in the world to the point where it grabs all your attention, it grabs all your energy and drains you. Mm-hmm. Now, what about those lost souls? Yeah. And you see, that's the distraction from the enemy to get you to be so focused on this world and what's happening in politics and all these other things. Now you completely lost focus on what we're actually here to do, which is preach the gospel to every creature. And so if you can get sucked in to what's happening in the world, you can get off course for what God wants you to do. And, and and it's such a big deal because a lot of people can get so passionate about something and it's not wrong if you're passionate mm-hmm. about it. You know, you just want to do things because you know right from wrong. But when you let that become your priority and you take what God has for your life and make that secondary, that's an issue. Yeah, You got off focus. You let the yep. devil trick you out your position. You're sitting there over there fighting about wrong things. You know, you need to be in the spirit fighting on people's behalf. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood, you know, and I think that's a big deal because it's so easy in this world. It's so many distractions, man. You got the LGBTQ, you got these different laws and legislation passing everywhere. They're trying to take rights away from parents. So many things happening, but we have to always remember who we are in Christ. We're in this world, not of this world. And then we have to also remember that it's a spiritual war. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood. So you have to go to the real fight. You got to get on the right battlefield. Yeah. And yeah. so that's a big deal. And I, I really appreciate you for sharing that because it is easy, man. It's easy to get drawn into it. It really is. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're, we're fighting Goliaths that we're not even anointed to fight and face. Right. Like that's somebody else's ministry. And I think a lot of what people need to understand, again, your gifts make room for you, but also ministry is your assignment in this season from God right now on your life. So what is that assignment? Because there's people that are mandated and mantled for politics. Let them fight that battle. You intercede and pray for them if it's really a burden in your heart. And it's really trying to understand that. And I believe that is what spiritual maturity is. And you even talked about it earlier. You know, I'm talking to you guys as carnal as babes in Christ, because y'all are carnal people. You guys are acting, you guys are arguing, there's strife, there's envy, there's division. Right. And it, that's exactly what Apostle Paul was saying. It's these secondary issues, fighting battles in the flesh, trying to prove each other right and wrong. And you're talking about truth. You know, the truth sounds like hate to, to those that just hate the truth. So if I'm not mantled for that, I'm just going to say, okay, it's time to step back and it's time to get back on track and focused with where God wants me. Where am I setting foot in today? What atmospheres, what environments uh, am I, am I mantled for? Am I assigned for? Am I really anointed for? And people, when they say anointed, you know, it sounds like, Oh my God, the the dude is anointed. The man or woman of God is anointed. Anointing. All it means is just the power of the Holy spirit flowing through you. Like I want God's hand in, in territories that he has assigned me for. And that's really it. That's what we're called to do. We're not God. 
<laughs> and you, you've been saying all, all this, uh, this uh, pod, bro, you said, yo, we're in this together. And I think if we can really just honor that, oh, like people, your mic is your, your mic, which is like your platform. That's your dinner table. That's you at the restaurant saying God bless you to the person that is your server. That's you at Walmart or any one of these stores. Just, you know, people seeing whatever you got gear, God gear, you got stuff and you're already ministering supernaturally to people. That's your mic. That's your platform. And God will honor when you're when you can steward the pasture. He'll take you to palace types of places that he's already called you for. Absolutely. Man, that's so deep. That's so deep because, you know, what I just heard, it was like, man. So many people live their lives trying to look like somebody else when God created you to be you. It's just you. He made you unique. We're all made in the image of God, but he got an assignment that is unique to you. You have a purpose, and that purpose you're only going to find when you go to the source. And so this is why it's going to bring us all back together. This is why it's so important to fast and pray. Because... To understand your purpose, you have to go to the source. And the reason the devil does not want people to fast and pray is because when you do that, you're able to focus. You see, the whole world is a distraction. Everything in it is a distraction. You having a clock in, clock out the work, that's a distraction. The the whole system is a distraction to get you off your focus. But when you fast and pray and you put yourself in that position where it's like, God, I am here. What do you want from me? And God is able to talk to you directly with no distractions. You're going to figure out your purpose real quick. It ain't too many people that I know that genuinely fast and pray and don't know what their calling is in this life. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. Amen to that, bro. So if the goal of Satan is to get you to not fast and pray, think about how powerful fasting and praying is. And and this got to be the spirit lead of this conversation, bro, because this need this is needed right now because yeah. people are distracted everywhere. So think about this. There were demons that the disciples couldn't cast out and they tried and they were trying to figure it out. Like, why couldn't we cast this one out? And Jesus told them that this one couldn't be cast out because it required to be fasting and prayer. Amen. So that means there is power in fasting and praying. Yeah. And there's a yeah. certain power and fasting and praying where it's like connecting your phone to the charger because you're literally at the source. And so as a believer, when you don't fast and pray, you're only going at 50% with your entire walk. But when you go and you fast and you pray and you read in that word and you really meditate, now you charging up. And so we have to continue to go to that source because that's where we find our purpose. Yeah. A lot of wow. people don't know their purpose because they ain't fasting and praying. God will let you know your purpose. Why wouldn't he? <laughs> it yeah. doesn't make sense for him not to let you know your purpose. The yeah. problem is not God. It's us. Mm-hmm. He wants to answer your prayers. He wants to do everything that you're asking for him, but he needs you to do your part. Yeah. It's so many people that were waiting they're just waiting. Hey, God going to bless me one day. God going to do this for me one day. Well, what are you doing now? Right. And so, man, I appreciate that because it really led to that part of this conversation, man, when it comes to fasting and praying. Now, when it comes to um, 
living in a world where we're literally watching the spirit of the Antichrist uh, mm -hmm. manifest, so to speak. Yeah. What do you recommend we do for the youth, the next generation that's grown up in a time where it's so wicked that things that would never happen in our generation coming up are now just like everyday things, you know? So what, what kind of things can we do to really teach the youth the truth? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of like movements for it. I know. And I guess that was another reason why people are mantled for social media. I believe a lot of the youth are, you know, the algorithm is really God is allowing it to those that are just open that are, you know, with the world trying to bring confusion and we, you know, Roman, you talked about the, the, the systems of this world. Romans 12, 2, it talks about not being conformed to the world. If you look up that word world in Greek, it just means godless society, godless system. So they are under that. And, you know, I, I think just being able to steward, because I know a lot of people are starting to birth even schools, mm -hmm. like real schools that aren't part of like the public school platform. I think people are doing more after school things. We we're just talking about how somebody in our ministry, they're mantled for sports ministry and how they came to the Lord was because of sports. We had another friend that he came to the Lord because of a student center of pastors playing ping pong, didn't even know they were pastors, right. but eventually they came to this place where they're like, Hey, I want to get to know, like, what else do you do? You know? So I think it's just finding our gifts finding our, like, again, sports, what are things that you're, you're into? Some people are mantled that are good at designing, drawing, and knowing how to glorify God through that industry. I know people that can do real estate credit. And I think it's, it's really accelerating in our gifts and expanding territory in the industries that we're called to. Cause everyone thinks you gotta, I tell people, you, you, you don't want to be preaching like me all the time like that. Like you might not be called for that online. Mm -hmm. And in fact, I'd rather be the adult opposite, you know, and it's, it's interesting because it's like, I'd rather have less heat, but I have more uh, people are, don't have a wall when they talk to me because now I got wit because he who wins souls is wise. Right. So I think it's just being able to know who you are. Again, going back to your gifts, make room for you, not other people's gifts. Other people's gifts don't make room for you. So you don't need that. You need your gifts that, got, that was God given and God give the, these gifts as he wills. And then going into whatever industry people think ministry is the church. Uh, building your ministry is wherever you're sent, wherever God's taking you. If you got to go for that degree, get it. If you have to go to school, community college, do it. You never know what seeds you're planting. Right. So I just think it's just knowing how to take territory with where I'm called to be. And we slowly, and then we start to find partnerships. And then another thing is, is partnerships. I, I believe that power partnerships, like the Joshua to Moses, Elijah to Elisha. You see the apostle Paul to Timothy. Apostle Paul, when he was all around, he was partnering with everyone, right. Silas, right? John, like he was, he was partnering with all these people based on where he was going. So. Yeah, that's yeah. big. And yeah. you know, you can't have partnership without unity, you know, at the end of the day, yeah. that's, that's yeah. definitely important because you know what I think about it. I think about the Holy spirit. He's in all of us. If you truly believe. So yeah. the Holy spirit is able to have, uh, um, the ability to have multiple functions in the kingdom, right? And so, just like you said, it, it's a different role, there's a different calling, there's a different purpose for every single one of us. And so, at the end of the day, we just have to get to the source, know what that purpose is, and walk in it. You know, um, it, Christ is leading, we're following, He's directing the path, it's already set. Amen. When you try to do your own thing, 
you get off course. You try to walk in your own steps. You try to walk in your own path. And wow. you and you miss out on what he has for you. Because yes, you're wow. walking in a different direction. And, you know, there's things about rocking in the wrong direction where now you run across obstacles that wouldn't have been there if you had just followed the directions he gave you. you run it's like you're saying direction. Yeah. Instruction without direction is dysfunction. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> you got to go in the right direction. That's all I have to share with that. Cause <laughs> it is. It's so important, man. And so, and I'm going to, I'm going to sum this back up for everybody really quick. So well, at the end of the day, God gave us everything we needed. We're fully mm-hmm. equipped with everything we need to fulfill our purpose. Now listen to this closely. You are equipped with everything you need to fulfill your purpose. So let's say I'm an artist and I'm, and I'm gifted with the ability to paint and draw pictures. All right. That's my purpose. I have the natural God given talent to do that. Now, if I say, you know what? I think I want to be, a basketball player. That's not my purpose. So I'm not equipped to do that, but I can practice. I can get better at it, but I will never reach the full potential because that's not what I'm called to do. If we follow the the design God has for our life, we will reach the full potential as long as we're doing what he's calling us to do. That's why you see certain people and they just, you know, it's a God given talent. You know, they separated from the crowd when it comes to that area in their life because they're following their purpose. Now, here's what the enemy tries to do he tries to take what you have for your purpose and use it for his kingdom. So, there's a lot of people that is talented. Let's say you can sing, you can sing your heart out when you sing, people listen and they feel some type of way. There's an emotional connection there. And the devil will try and take that. God given talent to you and use it to pervert the world because the talent doesn't lose value either way, but he will try to use it to reach just as many people and send them to hell. Just like God wanted to use it to reach the lost souls and get them on the path to heaven. So there's a responsibility that comes with your life. You were born with for a reason. If you don't follow your purpose, it could impact other people in a negative way. There's a responsibility that's attached to your calling as a, it's like a firefighter being dispatched to a fire. If they don't answer the call, people are going to get burnt in that fire. So there's a responsibility for you to understand and know your purpose. You don't need to be sitting here trying to guess your purpose. The Bible is the basic instructions before leaving earth. Yeah. Read the instructions, know your <laughs> purpose, and then you're going to be able to help promote the kingdom and let the light of Christ shine through you. Okay, so I want to share that with that with people. Is there anything else you want to share with anybody today? Yeah, I just just going off uh, what you just said about uh, the purpose, because a lot of people are like, what's my purpose? What my, what's my purpose? It is attached to God's promise. And if you don't know God's promise, which is in his word, there's over 7,000 plus promises for his children in that word. So the purpose is attached to promise. And, you know, you just said it too. Uh, The enemy is out here to pervert. So God has a promise 
the enemy's out here to pervert that promise all throughout your life, all throughout the days. So it's up to us to test everything against scripture. And the Bible doesn't, it, it doesn't say, you know, to, to read, to show thyself approved onto God. It's just to study. So there's, there's a deeper revelation of reading in between the lines and really just soaking into his word and, and just getting into healthy groups of people that are actually searching the scriptures daily. Like Apostle Paul and the Bereans, when they heard it being preached, they, they searched it daily. So if you guys are looking for purpose, understand his promise and God will reveal it through his spirit. And the enemy, he's a master perverter since the beginning. <laughs> I mean, if this dude's been doing it for thousands of years, think about what it is today. And think about it. If the devil, I believe the devil's still studying the word today <laughs> more than the average Christian, right? So he is going to continue to use it, but you have to know how to fight back with what Jesus said. It is written. Absolutely. I love it, brother. I love it. Yeah. Um, anything coming up you want to let the people know about? Um, no, nothing, uh, nothing big on, on our end. I mean, one of the biggest things is we actually have a physical Christian store out here in Las Vegas. We've had it for like six years. So if anyone's ever in Vegas, come in. We got staff all day. We pray for a lot of people. Uh, by the grace of God, we've been able to just run it. But it's really, a, it's a ministry. We've been helping a lot of leaders, ministers. Um, but, and again, this isn't no like Christian thing that just came out of garage. We have a physical uh, store out here in Vegas. And you just type in Bible bookstore and you'll find us. But I tell people, come in, feel the presence, because there's something powerful about his uh, his tangible presence. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, look, thank you so much for your time today, man. It was an amazing conversation. I definitely yeah, enjoyed your presence being up here with us today. Yeah. I, I already knew your spirit, bro. I, I looked at a few of your things, and I was like, man, this dude, he knows. This guy, you know, he's got the spirit of God. So I just knew. So I was like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I appreciate it, brother. It means a lot, because, man, people don't, we don't look like what we've been through. When God comes into your life and he changes things up, you don't look like the hell you came out of. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's really a, a different you. You know, I know people that were depressed. Like, I'm talking suicidal. And they had naturally, like, black stuff around their eyes just from them not sleeping at night. Jesus. And then they found Jesus. And guess what? It's gone. It's not even there no more. <laughs> it's literally a new creature, a new creation, you know? And so I want people to grasp that, um, that this is not just something for social media, number one. Number two, it's really about this life. And like, we're really living this life. This, this is a lifestyle. This is not something we just do for clicks, comments, or whatever. This is really something I'm passionate about. We truly believe it. And so... There's a lifeboat out there for you if you don't know Christ. And, and what we know is that the, the boat is sinking. Mm. The boat is sinking. But this lifeboat right here can save you for eternity. And so we want to give you that opportunity to have the information. And I always tell people, I can't make the decision for you. Mm -hmm. I only can tell you what Jesus did for us. He died on the cross for our sins. So that way we can have eternal life. And all we have to do is believe in him. All we have to do is turn away from our wicked ways. He paid the price already. He paid your tab. <laughs> he paid your tab in full. <laughs> and so what we need to know, and this is what a lot of people may not understand. The wages of sin is death. So when you are walking this life and you're sinning daily, 
you're just adding to that tab and you're rejecting the one who paid it in full. Wow. So don't let pride be the reason you reject the sacrifice on the cross because ultimately that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Mentally, you're like, I, I don't need them. I'm good. Wow. You ever heard a person that got too much pride? They don't even want to accept help. Jeez. So don't let pride <laughs> be the reason you reject what he did for you on the cross. Wow. Pride was the reason that Satan got kicked out of heaven. It's the original sin, pride. Now he want to take the promise that God gave us all, which was in the process after judgment, by the way. When he flooded the world, that was judgment. Let's not forget that. And that was a promise that the rainbow was for us. And now the way that Satan has perverted that promise, turned it into pride. Wow. Is to mock God, and he won't be mocked. You see, one thing about people that, you know, may not understand who God really is, you know, he is also a God of wrath. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to be on that side. Trust me. You, it, It's a terrible thing to fall in that mm-hmm. place. And so right now you got an opportunity with your life. Tomorrow's not promised, but you do have today to really get your life right with Christ. Even if it's just a situation where you feel like I'm not where I need to be. You have an opportunity to make that change right now. And so I encourage you to seek Christ because you will find him. Okay, so I'm going to leave you all with that. Thank you so much for your time today, brother. It was awesome having you here. I look forward to speaking with you again in the future. Amen, bro. God bless you. I appreciate this. Amen. Amen. God bless. (laughs) Be a king and a legend, boy. That's a big one, huh? He ain't enough to just be a king. And you got the lion in the background, boy. You's a dangerous guy, man. <laughs> you are put through the fire. The only thing that kept me going was I knew it was going to happen. I believed it was going to happen. Oh, I used to print out that list, and I would put my name at the top. I would white out the person at the top, and I'd put my name. Now I'd print out that list and I'd keep it in my pocket for the next four months until one day the email that I got had my name at the top.